You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So Chris O'Brien is not only on special assignment, he's actually on a lecture tour in California. So we hope he does well, and we wish him the best on that. I think he's trying to book a national tour or something. So if that happens, you may have Chris O'Brien coming to a city or a UFO group near you. We'll try to get the information out as soon as we can. We have invited our old friend Greg Bishop, whom I regard as kind of a cutting-edge theorist because he tries to look at the responses to the questions we don't ask or ask the questions that we fail to ask. And so we'll be talking to him today and a little bit later, we may have a surprise extra guest. We'll see what happens. In the meantime, Greg, welcome back. It's only a few weeks since we talked to you last for an After the Paracast. Okay, I think so, because um, I don't look at the forums as much as I used to. Uh, usually when I'm on, I'm going to, of course, go look, because I want to see what people are saying and um, what the discussions are. Nobody's ever nasty. People are, at least as I see, pretty, pretty civilized. It's one of the more civilized forums out there. We get a few, but we do have uh, some volunteer moderators, such as Mike Jones, and we watch it carefully if it starts getting a little bit too excessive. We'll pull the plug. Occasionally, we get ringers in there, people who try to impersonate other people or just want to come in and troll for trouble. But thank heavens, as you say, we don't see a lot of that going on. The discussion is getting the most play right now, and I wanted to see what you think about it. One is about the extraterrestrial hypothesis. We had a couple of episodes featuring listeners, people from the forums talking about it. And obviously it's pro and con. Are UFOs extraterrestrial or is there some other cause or a combo? I think, though, it kind of gets a little tiresome because you're basically going back and forth on something you can't prove. What's your perception? That's my perception. Uh, not even joking. Yeah, that is my perception. But the thing is that I don't know what this thing is where people have to take a side. It's like, well, it's it is, it isn't. It's like, I don't, th- I don't know if anybody. I looked at it a little bit. Um, there were very intelligent arguments. I mean, I was, I was kind of impressed. But the thing is that it's like you said, you can't prove anything. So you know, why take a, why take a, take a strong stance? Except as a what thought experiment or mental exercise, what can we wring out of this to see what what the best arguments are. And there's some really good ones for the ETH, and there's some really good ones against. The only reason I've been, I don't know, I guess I'm perceived as somebody that's against it. I'm just not interested in it. It's not has nothing to do with being against it. It's more interesting to me to, to look at other perspectives um, that have been around forever. It's just that, we're, you know, I like people that are trying to push things into new areas because, as you said, you can't prove anything, so let's let's explore this. And you find things out along the way that have nothing to do with UFOs and have a lot more to do with uh, what who we are and how we think about things and how we discuss things and how we perceive things and remember them and talk about them and recount them and all that. That, that to me, is more, far more interesting than is it ETH or is it not? Well, maybe the reason why we think it's ETH, and a lot of that is our culture. We live in the sci-fi culture. We see movies, TV shows about life in outer space. So we assume, well, if there's life out there, maybe they are coming here. That's where it fits, because that's 
how we're oriented. If we were oriented towards leprechauns, as we might have been some time back, then we'd be looking for leprechauns. Yeah, that's the, uh, whatever it is, uh, the Valet hypothesis. At least he's the one that popularized it. Yeah, it's, it, <laughs> we're trapped by our culture, our language, and th- those are the two main ones. And, and then everything, you know, cascades from that, um, how we argue about things, how we deduce things. So, you know, if you've only got a hammer and a nail, you're just going to see hammers and nails. You're not going to see pencils and wrenches and paintbrushes and all the other things that might be sitting around. And I see vague ways to use those other tools. And that, that's why I'm interested in those things. I also think here that if we were really being visited by a civilization that's hundreds or thousands of years ahead of us, would we even recognize it for what it was? Because right now, it's hard to conceive looking at our technology, unless you're a little bit older and you've seen where things have gone and where they started. When I was building crystal radios when I was 12 years old, or simple tube radios, I didn't think about the iPhone and the things it could do. I'd still yeah. see that in my lifetime. We're ad- more advanced than some Star Trek technology, such as tricorders and communicators. So the thing here is we see something that meets our expectations. But if E.T. is really here, I still wonder, would we even recognize that technology? Could they just come here in a flash? We don't know. We don't know what we're going to discover 50 years from now, 10,000 years from now. You know, stargates, will they just be pure energy, have evolved into some kind of pure energy? Will they be like the Q continuum, where they can just appear where they want to? They don't have to do this pedestrian space travel stuff. Right. Yeah, you're, you, you, can, you only see what you've been conditioned to see. It's, um, and yeah, like you said, it's, it's what you, you don't even know about that you can't see. There, you know, there's that old story of the... Uh, um, certain indigenous cultures not being able to see ships when they came from uh, from Europe. And I don't know if that's exactly true, but I think they saw them. From To my mind, they saw them. They just didn't really have a word for them, except for maybe a really big thing that floats on the water um, and with, with lots of people coming and animals and things coming out of them. It's not that they couldn't conceptualize it. They just couldn't, uh, they couldn't, um, describe it. They just couldn't describe it in language that made any, you know, that had any relationship to the culture they came from. Um, they, they, they probably couldn't even describe them to each other really that well, uh, until they got used to it. Even on the simplest level, finding a landmark or something, you may not see it, but the person next to you having been there will, the example I always cite here is on one of my Uber rides. I have a passenger and they say, Okay, the restaurant I'm going to for work, it's right next to the Firestone. Do you see the Firestone sign just up ahead on the left? And I look, and I don't see it immediately because it's kind of covered by trees. But they've been there 10,000 times. They notice it. I won't really notice it until maybe the navigation system or the passenger says, make a left turn here. And I say, oh, there's the sign for Firestone. And there's the restaurant. Because I'm not trained to recognize it because I've never been there before. Now, imagine something more elaborate like seeing a ship or seeing a spacecraft or seeing an airplane. If you have nothing like that in your background, no frame of reference, what do you call it? 
Yeah. Well, your brain screams over to the most familiar thing or thing that makes most sense to you or makes you feel the best about it. Um, that's, that, that is a, that, that's a, I was going to say scientific fact, but there's a lot of research that points very definitely to that. If you see something unfamiliar, what do you do? You, you have to be able to handle it somehow. Is it going to kill you? Can you eat it? Um, you know, what you, your brain starts going very quickly. I think, uh, subconsciously through your files and say, saying, what is this? And if you get, you know, if there's nothing there that matches it, It'll it'll put a placeholder in there, and then you perceive it as that thing. Um, and I th I think uh, that's very important when considering uh, witness testimony for anomalous uh, experience. It's it, and that's that's not a obviously that's not a uh, uh, original idea to me, but I think it's an important and interesting one. The problem here that I see in existing UFO research is we look at those things as external occurrences. It's the same thing as I'm looking at a all-in-one printer across the room. Or you're familiar with seeing airplanes. You see them all the time, perhaps. Maybe you live near an airport. On a rare occasion, you see a helicopter. You certainly see cars. So we treat them as external things. You're not part of the process. But that, of course, may be the huge mistake. We have Greg Bishop here, and we may have a surprise guest later on. With Gene and Greg, you're in... The Pentecost. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag... All sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality. You know, great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. Stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back. Because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands, and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement, and I'm telling you, 
There's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. This is Elizabeth McCabe, a.k.a. Lucky One of Truth Frequency News. I wanted to tell you all about Extendivite from HeartDrop.com. Y'all know I check everything before I air it. When I heard about Extendivite on TFR, I went to HeartDrop.com and started my research. It's got cayenne. That's good for blood and circulation. It stimulates the blood flow. It's got garlic, which fights bacteria like antibiotics, and it lowers the cholesterol and blood pressure. It also has milk thistle, which is the best detox for liver. I couldn't wait to try it out, and I'm glad I did four months ago. And here's obvious results. My hands and feet don't get cold anymore. The varicose veins have faded too. My wrists don't hurt after typing all day. Now I tell you all this because it's true and I want you to really live life. Try Extendivite. Go to heartdrop.com and order it. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Call now. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We're not saying here, folks, that E.T. isn't here. We're not saying that UFOs are not extraterrestrial. We're pointing out here that we are limited in what we see to something with which we can compare it. And as a result, we can have a phenomenon totally alien to our understanding, but we may never see it for what it is. Again, would we recognize the technology of hundreds or thousands of years from now if there is an ET? We can only think in terms we know. Even if we look at the Star Trek universe, a lot of things in there we've already worked on. You know, we already use tablets like they did in Star Trek Next Generation. Scientists are looking into warp drive, matter transportation. So maybe in 50 or 100 years, we'll have all that. But what's going to happen to a civilization hundreds of years from now? Or another theory voiced, which is interesting, is that once they find a technology that works, the money makers in that civilization, assuming there was a money system, may just want to monetize it and not go to the next level. Like, for example, we have the internal combustion engine that's been around since, what, the late 19th century? And we still make them with lots of fluff and lots of improvements. But at the end of the day, the basic principles are the same. And the reason we continue to do it is because it's profitable. People are accustomed to it. And only now are we looking at things like electric vehicles. But even then... They're designed to very much mimic a regular car. They will drive mostly like a regular car, even though the propulsion system is very different. 
right? Because that's what people are used to. Um, why do we have to be used to uh, something that's outside of our experience? We should, you know, like I say, look, <laughs> look at things that that are outside of the comfort zone that are kind of confusing, um, that challenge your preconceptions. I'm always looking for those things. I love those things because it, it means that there's some um, novelty still available, and there's tons of it. That's you know, I. I People ask, I think I just said this, but people ask me, you know, why are you against ETH? The only reason I'm against it is because it's boring uh, to me, because that's all I've seen all my life. Um, I don't know why people, you know, well, I do know why people just want to stick with it, because it's it doesn't challenge them. Bruce Duensing once said, once said that people don't like things that are um, too, too different or too complex. And that's often how things are moved forward. Now, the thing I wanted to bring up, which I kind of didn't finish and I should have, is the reason I brought up familiar technology is that may well be we'll reach a point where we invent something and we're going to milk it for what it's worth before we go on to a new technology. So it could be that some extraterrestrial civilization designs a rapid way to get from one star system to another, a warp drive. Will they look for something even better? Or will they say, okay, we're going to monetize this. We're going to use it as long as we have to. And then maybe kicking and screaming, we'll go into Stargates. Uh, Maybe so. But also what we're doing here is extrapolating our motivations onto something that we have no idea about. Um, I guess that's all we can do. But um, once it gets to that point, I think that if we are using our own model and our own civilization, if it gets to the point where energy is essentially available to anybody all the time, free energy, in in other words, which is, I think, what every civilization moves towards. At least that's what ours is. I don't know how it'll be easy to monetize that. There there will have to be a completely different system of civilization and all that before that happens. And who knows, you know, the, the capitalist system or whatever other systems interact with each other on this planet will Um, collapse and be replaced by other things probably, you know, in the next couple hundred years, maybe, maybe before that. So we have no idea. Um, But your, your point is valid and, and, uh, and well taken. Now, just to point out here, we may actually have a guest here who's going to look at a realistic approach to whether we'll discover life on other planets. And it's a mainstream scientist. Okay. By the name of JC Farris. And he's going to look at what science knows today, like what environmental conditions are favorable for life on other planets, what evidence might suggest intelligent life exists elsewhere, you know, talking about Earth-like conditions, Earth-like planets, things like that, just the normal conventional scientific point of view. Anyway, it's good to know what we really can demonstrate in terms of knowledge or anticipation of what might involve life in outer space. Now, one of the things we use to advance the claim that UFOs are ET is that the craft appears to do things that are beyond our ability to do in terms of maneuverability, pinpoint turns, things like that, that seem to violate our current understanding of how airplanes could work. But again, we're back to the same thing. Are you seeing something that's physically there, or is your mind filling in the details? What is really uh, there? Is it yeah. a spaceship, a physical spaceship? 
and you assume again that what you see is what you get. That's the big thing here. Are we seeing what's really there? And once you cross that threshold, there are lots of possibilities. Yeah, um, that's the kind of the point of the uh, co-creation thing is uh, if we can figure out how the instrument is calibrated, us, or how to calibrate it, or what, what its limitations are, maybe we can figure out, sort of do a uh, runaround, what the, um, you know, get out of our own way and see what might be behind what people perceive. I don't know if that's even possible, but uh, I think it's a first step. Let's just figure out how we do things, how we think about things, how the human mind works, um, hopefully across cultures and times and figure out, you know, okay, this is how the, you know, take the, take the machine apart, see how it works, and then figure out what the machine can and cannot do. Uh, and maybe that'll be a uh, clue as to what happens when somebody has an anomalous experience. There is a good book about life on other planets or possible life on other planets called Weird Life by David Toomey. Um, uh, the subtitle is The Search for Life that is very, very different from our own. And what he does is he uses examples of uh, extremophiles, uh, you know, uh, living creatures that live in cyanide pools or near geothermal vents under the ocean, you know, thousands of feet under the ocean, uh, different environments that are extremely inhospitable to life as we know it, but yet life still exists there. And he uses that as kind of a clue as to um, what kind of life we would expect in other places, or, you know, we could not expect, or we have to expand our ideas of what, uh, what are the conditions, what the conditions for life could be. Um, I think when you have your scientist on there, he'll probably explain it a lot better. The thing to bear in mind here is too, we're still only seeing things in the way we understand. I know Star Trek would explore other kinds of life forms like the Horta, which was kind of a moving rock type creature that still yeah. had a civilization, still had some level of intelligence. Before we get too much into rock beings, we've got more to come. With Gene and Greg, you're in. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. 
We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Bend Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. People search the internet for everything, including you. With a few clicks, information from your past can be quickly discovered. From business deals gone wrong, to misleading reviews, negative articles, and unflattering images. Studies show 78% of people search for someone online before doing business with them. Will they find the real you? With ReputationDefender.com, you can establish a positive internet presence. ReputationDefender.com pioneered the field with over a decade of experience, serving thousands of successful individuals and businesses. We use patented, award-winning systems to boost positive content and suppress negative material. Don't let the internet define you. Take control of your reputation today with ReputationDefender.com. For your quick, free reputation analysis, call 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771, 800-831-0771, or visit reputationdefender.com. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I'm not going to say anything about that noise. I think that's E.T. is coming here and telling us what he or it or whatever really is. A reminder, we have a second radio show that we also want you to listen to. It's called After the Paracast. It's not just a wrap-up show. It can be anything at all. It's unpredictable. And it's available only if you subscribe, yes, you, to the Paracast Plus. Go to plus.theparacast.com to get more information. Plus.theparacast.com. We charge a modest subscription fee. From $1.49 a week, 
which right now is cheaper than what Circle K charges for coffee if I want to buy a cup of coffee, which I might do after we finish this. But I am fully awake with Greg Bishop. Chris O'Brien's on a lecture tour. And when he gets back, we'll ask him about what he's up to. And we're talking here about what we think about UFOs and other phenomena, what we think they are and what they might be. And as you recall in the movie Contact, where Jodie Foster meets supposedly E.T., coming to her in the form of her late father, and it says to her, I'm doing this so you can accept my appearance. So the thing I would wonder here is even if we are seeing UFOs in the form in which it's presented to us, does E.T. alter that form to make it acceptable or whatever we are communicating with? That's one of the things in my essay, uh, in the reframing the debate, I said, how much do we bring to the dance? Is it, you know, is it a little bit, a lot? I said, it could be anywhere from 0% to close to 100%. So if you get getting closer to 100%, you don't have to posit that the ET is doing anything. Um, it's just us trying to figure out what the hell it is and settling on some idea. Or you could go all the way to the other end. And if you're talking about a mind control scenario and say that they engineer completely what our awareness is. I don't know where things are on that spectrum. I have a feeling it's closer to the to the we're doing most of the appearance and communication and all that stuff with something that is uh, hard to conceptualize. And I don't know what that thing is. I, I wrote an essay one time that whatever it is that we see might be just going on its merry way doing whatever the hell it does, like wind and waves and the way we interact with it is what the meaning is. Like a, if you get out in the ocean, um, a swimmer sees something different than a sailor who sees something different than an aviator who sees something different than a fish. So, but the, the sea is just doing its thing. It's just, it just exists. So I tried to use that model to illustrate that we can mold whatever this unknown thing is into whatever we find acceptable, useful, um, educational, frightening, whatever it might be. We're molding it again, E.T., into what we want to see. And that's the argument I think the people who push for E.T. can't get around. They're assuming whatever we see is all or mostly what's there. And therefore, we have to think about what it is based on its behavior and what it comes across as. But we're not looking again at the co-creation process, the percipient's participation in what we see, but a lot of that also goes into UFO abductions. You know, we think that E.T. has kidnapped us, maybe. We're taken out of our rooms or bedrooms, and we go through walls. And then, of course, our friend, our mutual friend, Red Pill Junkie, had written that piece for my newsletter, something he's talked about, where near-death experiences and abduction scenarios have this similarity. This is something that abduction researchers can't get their heads around. No, because they want to see things literally. And when they come into abduction research, there's already a corpus of work, ideas, philosophy that's there. And they just glom onto it, not realizing that it's been created by people that have been studying it from the very beginning. Now, I speak to, you know, Peter Robbins. I had him on the show years ago. He's, I think I'll have him on here again pretty soon because I haven't talked to him on my show in a while. But I said to him, you know, I can't see the connection between E.T., and uh, the abduction scenario, or think that people are being taken out of their beds by literal aliens that are interested in them for whatever. 
that just it just doesn't seem it doesn't make any sense to me or I don't want it to make sense or whatever. And he told me, well, I can see why you're saying that, because Peter has a sense of equity, which is rare in the UFO field. I can see why you're saying that. But all the years I spent with Bud Hopkins, all the years and all the people I talked to and all the things that happened, this is what my idea is. And I told him, you know, if I had gone through what you had, I might feel the same way. So I can't tell him that he's wrong. I wonder more than he does. Maybe I, my distance from it actually helps a little bit. I don't reject people's experiences or what uh, these people have uh, looked at. I don't know about their methodology. That kind of bothers me a little bit. But like I said, <laughs> once again, it's a lot more interesting to me to look into what might be uh, uh, contributing to our perceptions. Because perception is everything. Even, even using scientific instruments, they're extensions of our perception. So you're only going to measure, in a lot of cases, what your a very finely tuned uh, model of what your, uh, a human perception is. And those devices are designed to extend what we accept as perception. They're not looking into things that we don't understand yet. They're not looking yeah. into physical manifestations of the brainwave that is projected or comes to us as a result of having one of these experiences. It'd be nice to see if they could do that, but it never seems to kind of work out. It'd be interesting to see what is really happening in the environment in which someone is undergoing an abduction experience. Are they the same as a person with a near-death experience in that they are in some state but physically still there? Yeah, I think it... As a result of the last few uh, last month or so here, I think that nobody's really noticing this, but there's a lot of people who are far more versed in these things and a lot smarter than you and I and a lot of people we know are, and they are going to start studying it in ways that we've never even thought of yet. And they're going to come up with stuff that makes no sense to ufologists. And ufology will probably become even more of a hobby and a, you know, more akin to stamp collecting than than some some kind of actual scientific pursuit and scientists and people who are trained in this and people who are you know not just scientists but academics um, historians all these people that were afraid of the subject are going to start looking at it and you know bringing their thoughts and their tools to bear on it and I think that will change things quite a bit I think it's already happening a little bit I, I hear glimmers here and there of academia sort of taking the subject more seriously now, at least quietly, whereas before they would outright reject it. So, like I said, uh, you know, this is something I've been saying for a long time. I, I, science will change to meet the phenomenon. And at that point, uh, ufology as, a, as what, it, what it has been will be irrelevant or mostly irrelevant. Well, right now, I think it's almost on the back burner for most people. Oh, that's interesting. Think of the reaction to the recent appearances on big cable TV shows of people involved in the To the Stars Academy or other fellow travelers. Like the other week I saw Leslie Kane on Tucker Carlson's TV show. And that's a pretty fiery, conservative-oriented program. But when Leslie was on, he was totally straight, totally down the middle, and in fact seemed impressed by what she offered. And the main case she talked about was O'Hare. Yeah, it's fashionable fashionable not to make fun of UFOs right now, at least in the media. 
Um, and, you know, that's fine. The thing is, I think what's going on, uh, yeah, they'll take it seriously for a while. And the, the reason that people don't really think it's that big of a deal is, one, I think more people believe in UFOs, the reality of that, and aliens and all that as a cultural thing than people realize, especially people in the UFO community think, you know, we know this thing and most people don't. I don't know. I think I think a vast majority of the public is kind of convinced that there's something going on and it must be true because the government's covering it up. And not believing the government or expecting a government conspiracy, you know, is is very common in this day and age. We've got Greg Bishop and Gene Steinberg. You're in. I do it every time. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. Faketv.com Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. Hello, my name is Marjorie Wildcraft. I'm the founder of The Grow Network, which is an online community of people who produce their own food and medicine. We are really into backyard self-reliance. If you want this lifestyle, I suggest your first step be to learn some basic home medicine. Just the other day, my 18-year-old son came to me and said, Mama, I got a sore throat. Can you fix me up? And I said, Sure, Ryan. And in about 24 hours, he was better. 
The best home medicine for you to start out with is garlic. It's an amazing natural antibiotic, and I can show you how to use garlic to handle ear infections, sore throats, colds, and flus. As a way for you to get to know a little bit more about me and the GROW Network, I've written up an easy introduction on how to use garlic. It's at gcnwellness.com. Now, the station manager told me that I needed to say the URL at least twice, even though it feels kind of weird. But if you're interested in backyard self-reliance, you are one of us. Go to www.gcnwellness.com and let's connect up. Age-related macular degeneration is the leading cause of blindness in people over 55. But with treatment, it can be slowed down, stopped, and in some cases reversed. Make sure you see your grandchildren grow. Protect your vision by requesting information about diagnosing and treating AMD. Call the Foundation Fighting Blindness today at 1-800-BLINDNESS for a free packet on reversing or managing AMD. Or go to the website fightblindness.org where I found so much helpful information. Or again, call 1-800-BLINDNESS today. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Yes, Greg being the other voice on this show, he has to do it every time. Or we can reverse it. He can say you're in, and I can say the Paracast. How about that? You never hear me do it. No. That's right. We have to try that out. Maybe we'll try it out at the end of this segment. And we're just talking shop here about different issues that confront us. But as we pointed out here, I think UFOs, in a sense, are just two levels of background noise right now. As you mentioned that, I was thinking, well, how does it affect most people's lives? It doesn't. If it has no direct bearing on raising your kids, getting, you know, trying to pay the bills and the rent and whatever the hell, it's not really that important, except as kind of an abstract concept and a fun thing to talk about. Uh, even if there's a burble from the Pentagon saying, oh, yeah, we did study it for a while. Well, I think most people already assumed they were doing that, so it wasn't that big of a revelation. Um, the change was that media, especially, and to some extent science and academia, I think are ever so slightly coming out of the closet and, and, and looking at it a little bit more seriously, which is a great thing. Um, the other thing about it is I think most of the work on it is going to be done fairly quietly and, and not out in the open until somebody finds something out. I mean, the, the point of DeLong's group, one of their stated points is to monetize whatever they can find out from this. So, you know, not, I don't think that necessarily means ET and all that. I think it may mean more like, and they've been very careful not to say uh, alien or extraterrestrial. Very, very interesting. But the upshot is I think that people are going to do this research. They're going to do it, you know, in the shadows quietly, but with the assurance that less people are going to laugh at them and more people with money and power are going to take uh, notice. Uh, when I had Diana uh, Pasalka on my show, she said that it's getting to the point where the smartest people in the room believe this stuff and that the people are starting to recognize that, which is a very encouraging thing for me to hear. It's that, you know, 10, 15 years, 20 years ago, that would have sounded totally insane. But I think it was true 10 or 15 or 20 years ago, just we didn't hear about it. Well, the way this came out, I think, was really, really handled properly because it came from the New York Times. It came from respectable publications. And therefore, because those stories treated the subject with respect, you had to treat it with respect. And we didn't hear about little green men from the cable TV talking heads. So yeah. it really came in a nice way. But remember where some Even of this was a press release uh, article, basically. Right. And remember where 
this kind of started this serious discussion. We had Hillary Clinton, while running for president, freely says, yeah, we should look into this thing. Obviously, the influence of John Podesta, but whatever, she took it perfectly seriously. And nobody that I know from the Trump campaign, all the things they said about her demonizing her, they never said, oh, she's a loony. She believes in UFOs. Maybe that's an indication that, like I said, for the for quite a long time, people who pull the strings um, have known about this and taken it seriously. They just don't make a big public deal out of it, usually. Um, you know, maybe maybe Clinton and uh, to some extent some other uh, Podestans, some other people were trying to do the same thing that uh, the uh, New York Times article did. I, I do not know. I think it's basically it's it's a way to push it's a way to push our understanding forward, whether, you know, whether you include an ET or an alien in the, uh, or UFOs in the mix. Um, the fact that you can no longer ignore things that are fairly obvious. People see things that they can't explain. People have psychic experiences. People can, you know, throw their consciousnesses somewhere. And th- this, this has been, you know, there, there are skeptical friends of mine that don't think this at all, but I, I really can't, argue with about them with it anymore because it's been proven to me one by talking to people that are a lot smarter than me that have gone through it and explained to me what they think it is and two having it happen to me so you know this combination there's no cure for it so the, the fact that they don't want to ignore this anymore means that um or some people don't means that they don't want to ignore the obvious and the benefits it might have. Who knows what the benefits might be, but closing your mind off to possibilities never has any benefits. And I think this is what's being realized now. Now you believe what's going on with them or not. Now on last week's episode, our mutual friend Walter Bosley was on and he suggested that the gentleman who was in charge of the Pentagon branch of this UFO project, Louis Elizondo, might still be working as a contractor for the government engaged in what he calls perception management. Yeah. That we're basically controlling the growing acceptance of UFOs. I would totally agree with that. But if that's the case, what do they want us to accept UFOs as? Uh, a concept that is um, acceptable to people that would be a, a concept that makes um, what what's the word um, important or smart people take it seriously. Uh, I think that that's part of it. Also, there there's a um, I don't know what the agenda is. I really don't. The fact that and I've said this probably a hundred times here on a bunch of shows, including mine. The fact that all these. You know, a lot of the people in that uh, group are former intelligence or say they're former intelligence people. There's there's an agenda there and a, an end game that we have no idea what it is. Um, I don't think DeLong does either. Or, well, he might, but um, we, really, we really don't know what it is. Uh, I've got this prediction that as soon as whatever it is is accomplished by by making these announcements, it's the, they'll stop it and they'll go do something else. Um, but, the, you know, the, the hammer and the nail thing, Walter and I, uh, a few other people, they see, you know, any communication from the government about UFOs, especially from the intelligence community, we view it with great suspicion because of what's happened in the past. Uh, 
every single time. Uh, here, we're going to tell you what it is. Oh, no, we're not. Or you know, why aren't you answering us anymore? Oh, no, 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 it's not that important right now. It's just it's this back and forth and tease and and it's never to tell everybody what's going on. It's basically to you know fulfill some mission. Um, I think we have to be really cognizant of that uh, as these things move on. Well, then you can also suggest they're pointing you in the wrong direction. Look over here, like the magician. Go look over there in my hand, but something else is going on on the other side of the room or something. Yeah. yeah. Misdirection. So what are they misdirecting us from? Now, Tom DeLong, I think, is an interesting case here because it's easy not to take him seriously because he's a rock star. We don't take rock stars seriously. They're just entertainers, and maybe they take a few too many substances. So we can look at them as basically wacky people, even though they could be astrophysicists like the former lead guitarist of Queen. Queen. Yeah, Brian May, Dr. Brian May. We forget that just because they're musicians doesn't mean that they don't have advanced degrees in science or a long-time interest, that they're not serious people. Remember that the lead singer for the Trogs, the late Reg Presley, wrote a book about crop circles. Now, you can yeah, say right. he's a wacky rock star because he's saying, wild thing, you make my heart sing, etc., etc. But again, because someone's a musician doesn't mean they're not serious people. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't think he comported himself well in that Joe Rogan show, which is probably why he's, he's only done one interview since then, and I think he calmed down for that. I got a feeling that he smoked a couple... Um, big bowls with uh, Rogan before they did the show. which You is mean Tom DeLong? Yeah. Oh, I've never heard him, so I have no idea. I have no interest in his music. I'm glad he's evidently was successful, but that's fine. But I see why it's easy not to take a person like that seriously, which is another way where they could have a quiet influence. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they can... They, I think what happened was that, and I've said this before too, is that I think he 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 threw them a financial lifeline um, to do whatever they need to do, and they said whatever they need to say to him to get him to do that. Um, there's people associated with that that uh, with Delong and his group that are 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 spreading their gospel because they they say that they've got um, inside information and that this is really important and, and they you know, but. I, I think you really have to wonder when somebody's uh, saying what you want to hear and flattering all your prejudices. Um, and that goes for DeLong, too. But he's involved on a completely different level. I don't even know what they're telling him. They're, it may be all legit and, you know, uh, in some way uh, is some sort of disclosure. But uh, like I and Walter and a lot of people have said, and probably a bunch of people on your show, I have grave doubts. Well, we talk about here, and I've mentioned it too, gradual disclosure. This is part of a project to alert us to something or have us come to accept something. And we'll get into more of that as we continue with our discussion. Chris O'Brien is on a lecture tour, and we wish him well with that. With Gene and Greg. You're in. The listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. 
Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. You haven't experienced yogurt until you've tried a Mossy, embodying health and flavor in a true whole milk, green-fed dairy beverage. Every sip pays homage to our old-world cows and the ancient culturing methods their milk benefits from. With over 30 probiotics, a Mossy's undeniably nutritious, refined, cultured sensation bolsters your health and awakens your passion for dairy. A Mossy's so good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. All right, you see, that's me doing it. Or someone, I think someone possessed me momentarily. With Greg Bishop, we're trying to sort things out and see where things are going. So if it's gradual disclosure, you could maybe paint the picture while we are becoming accustomed to the possibility of life out there because we find these supposedly Goldilocks or M-type planets orbiting around other star systems. And maybe they have conditions that are conducive to life as we know it before we even get into other possibilities. And now we see UFOs being given serious treatment in the major newspapers. So is that... Part of the program, these people who expect disclosure believe the government knows the truth back there. They know what these things are. Maybe they have contact with ET that's getting extreme, but you know the point. And that's one possible scenario here, that if you wanted to acquaint people to the possibility that we have advanced life forms out there that are visiting us now, it's no longer abstract, it's no longer Star Trek or Star Wars they are here now how would you convey that information to people uh i don't know i guess the way they're doing it like i said i think it's obvious to most people that something very strange is going on they just think the government has the answer and that's um i don't think that's the right way to go i I think that uh 
the answer comes from everywhere. It comes from anybody that's interested in the subject in a serious way and uh, is open to criticism, has a stake in this. And actually asking Big Brother to tell us what something is, it's a dangerous road to go down. And I've said this before, and a lot of people have, why is it that you don't trust the government on anything to do with the UFOs, and then suddenly when they tell you you what you want to hear, you're all ears. James Clarkson said something great about this. He said it's like the... uh, it's like the abused girlfriend um, thinking everything's great when her, the boyfriend or uh, husband or whoever that beats them all the time shows up with champagne and flowers. Well, everything's going to be great now, really. After years and years of abuse and and uh, violence and whatever, now suddenly everything's okay. That that's a good model for <laughs> uh, caution. So if now the government delivers this. I agree. What do you say? Would you believe them? Do we even believe the government anymore? We don't believe the president of the United States, or I think probably two-thirds of the people don't, which is kind of a crazy thing here where you have this alternate reality where one group of people follows whatever he says, another group disbelieves everything he says. And I said this even before we had President Trump, even if Obama had come out with E.T. standing there and saying, My fellow Americans, we have a momentous announcement here. We're going to present the first visitor from another planet. And I think it was just somebody wearing a costume. They wouldn't believe it. If I hear what I expect to hear, I'm very suspicious. That's just my nature. I don't know about other people, but I, I I would caution people. If you're hearing exactly what you want to hear about something that you're very passionate about, Somebody is, there's a good chance somebody is using your biases and your beliefs and all that to um, advance some sort of agenda, even if it's just to make you believe more in your belief. Um, But that's just my suspicious nature. I've been that way since I was, as long as I can remember. I do not like when somebody tells me, don't worry, we know, we know what's going on. And, uh, you know, don't, don't think about it anymore, because this is the answer. That really bothers me. It bothers me, not even the government, just in general. Like as if they are there trying to pull the wool over your eyes. Especially since in the UFO field, we've covered all these efforts of disinformation going back to Benowitz, going back even earlier. How can we believe them? But then that's the disconnect I think disclosure advocates can't address. No, they don't. Like, it, it, I think we talked about this on this show. You know, why, why the only thing they're going to believe is something that uh, agrees with the preconceptions, which is which is completely wrong. What you know, you're you're answering your own question. You, if, if you don't question your own questions, you're in an echo chamber. And I I think that's what the disclosure movement has been for since the beginning is basically an echo. Well, the UFO f- uh, field for the most part too, but especially the disclosure people. Um, I think, however, a very large portion of the public is in an echo chamber. They've established a particular belief system. They only pay attention to whatever fits in that belief system. And when it comes to religion or politics, anyone else with any contrary view, it's not just another point of view. It makes you a horrible, disreputable person. Yeah, well, it's I don't know what's going on in the last few, I don't know, 20 or 30 years. I'm turning into an old person now, but um, I was taught by my parents and I think by the school system to question things and to have a free exchange of ideas and to 
debate people and realize when the, your position is is weak and to um, adapt your position. We used to have we used to have mock debates in high school, and you would learn a lot by you know I, I was actually asked to debate points that I didn't agree with. The teacher specifically told me, "I know you don't agree with this point, so I'm putting you on that team just so you can go deeply into their." Uh, into the reasons why somebody would have that point of view and realize what that might be. I don't know if that's done anymore. I, I don't see any evidence of it. Maybe I was lucky. I don't know. Well, certainly this is the problem that we have in society in general, not just in the UFO field where you either believe in them or don't believe in them, and you're a skeptic, you're a debunker, you're a government agent. You hear all the charges if you come up with a contrary point of view. And I think when you say... Maybe UFOs aren't ET. Some people will look at you like, oh, how can you say that? It's so obvious. But then I think it's also caused tunnel vision. It's also caused a lack of progress because we expect the answer. And this is why, for example, I criticize, and I know you do too, when you're not really that interested in UFO organizations, but when I see them just evangelizing a message rather than saying, Heck, what's going on here? I don't think that Bill Moore said this in the 89 speech. What's going to happen if you figure out what's going on? What the hell are you going to do with your life? I don't think there's a lot of these people. They don't want the answer. They just want it to be, remain a mystery. And instead of exploring different ways to find a better understanding, I've stopped using the word answer because that, that assumes there's an answer. And I don't know if there is one. Um, and it closes off possibilities. But... Um, if you keep searching for the, some single answer, that's all you're ever going to do, and you get tunnel vision. Um, Chris was very nice in his lecture uh, a couple nights ago. He actually um, said we really have to have a sense of equity in this. Um, and he said that this is, you know, he said this is <laughs> this is a word I borrowed from Greg over there. We've got to have a sense of equity about what's going on here. We have to look at different points of view. We can't just tunnel vision ourselves. Um, because it closes us off to so many possibilities and things that might be. Um, there's so many examples of people just basically sticking their heads in the sand and the world falls down around them. I don't think that's going to happen with ufology, but no, actually it might. Um, but that, that's a very bad model for something that we don't know the answer to. Um, if it was an organization, you know, trying to uh, stop, star uh, stop uh, help starving children in Africa, you've got a very specific um, realistic, um, everybody knows about it goal. In this case, or even if you're just trying to figure out how, you know, what, nuclear fusion works. There's a very specific goal. There's a good idea of how to get there. Um, there's no real argument about it. But then you get to something where, you, like you said earlier in the show, can't be proven, really, and you argue for something that has no real objective evidence for it in the way that we think of objective evidence now. Um, certainly there's something going on. Uh, I'm almost certain there's something that isn't human that interacts with us. But apart from that, making assumptions about it is doesn't uh, advance the field. It doesn't advance knowledge. And it's no fun. Yeah, it's just like repeating the same old things. That's why, for example, long time ago, I got bored reading about UFO sightings because so many were the same. I only focus on the stuff with additional details. In our next segment, we're going to have a surprise guest. All right? And we'll find out who that is in a moment. In the meantime, Gene Steinberg, Greg Bishop with Chris O'Brien on a lecture tour. You're in. 
Neighbors, we've made such a deal with HelloFresh, and it means that everyone listening to this show can receive $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code PARACAST30. You know, with HelloFresh, you can choose the delivery day that works best for you. They've got a wide variety of chef-curated recipes that change weekly. And can you imagine me cooking Japanese panko chicken? It makes me feel like I'm a chef. It means also that you could actually get your meal cooked in 30 minutes. For busy people, this is perfect. The simple recipes include step-by-step instructions so even I can figure it out. Go to HelloFresh.com, use the offer code PARACAST30 to get $30 off your first week of deliveries. HelloFresh.com Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. faketv.com Hey folks, Tom D for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, ghosts, zombies, UFOs, crop circles, and more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People who seek a little more than the other dating services offer. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and you want to connect with others, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. So many people want to share their experiences with the paranormal, the afterlife, the unusual. And this is the place to meet and share common interests with those of like minds. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. That's ParanormalDate.com. Use the code word GEORGE and start meeting others. Get going now and connect with someone you like. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, 
get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We're joined by Don Ecker of Dark Matters Radio. Don, welcome. Thank you. Good to be back. Before you got on, we were talking about, again, this big story since we had the Pentagon UFO project revelation in the New York Times and what that means and about the state of UFO research and whether we should even believe our government if they were to say something that appears to favor what we want. What's your reaction to the recent stuff, Don? Do you think that maybe we're moving closer to something or is it just another misdirection? Surprise shock, shock to a limited extent, and deep suspicion. I've been watching this UFO thing for decades, decades, and I got to tell you that suddenly, after 70 years of vehemently saying it's nothing there, it's misidentification, it's liars, it's uh, delusionist, it's fantasist, suddenly... Seemingly out of the blue, the representatives of the United States government turn around and say, well, yeah, yeah, actually, there is something there. And then we discover that one of the most prominent former senators in the United States Congress, Harry Reid, for God's sake, of all people, although let's not forget where Reid came from, the state of Nevada, what's in Nevada? Well, things like Bob Bigelow, Area 51, all kinds of good things. Reed was instrumental in getting $22 million for the research of identifying unidentified flying objects. Now, I got to tell you, if somebody would have told me this even two years ago, I would have probably fallen down laughing. But I got to tell you today... When I look at this, I am suspicious to the max. I think that they're trying to basically take our attention away from something else. Now, what is that something else? I couldn't tell you right now, but I do not trust this. And for those people that think this is the beginning of disclosure, I would just say take a step back, chill a little bit, give some deep thought, and probably you need to do some deep research to really try to understand what might be happening. You might also start first with deep relaxation exercises to calm your mind and allow yourself to think clearly. Would you go with that? Well, tequila does that for me. I don't know about you. It sounds like you've been listening to the first part of this show, even though you weren't here. Do you have psychic powers? No, I couldn't say. (laughs) Ingo Swan thought I did, but I couldn't tell you. (laughs) I wasn't surprised Don said what he said, and we're we're, we're pretty much in agreement for slightly different reasons. But basically, why are you believing everything that you want to hear just because it's been being said now? What's the difference now? Well, because it's what they want to hear, not that it's being covered up. 
this is something that has been, uh, to coin a phrase, squarely from the from the top on down. As a matter of fact, today before this show, I did a pre-record on an, uh, my upcoming guest for uh, February the 19th, who happened to be a Russian in Russia. And I happened to mention this thing to him. The first words out of his mouth when I asked him, because he, he saw the Harry Reid tape and, and he saw what was going on. Disinformation. In other words, he thinks it's disinformation. So <laughs> It's not disinformation, but more uh, spin of information. Well, I don't mean the the sighting of the so-called Tic Tac UFO was disinformation. I I actually think that they actually saw something. And I'll tell you what really set me back on my heels a few days ago. The other day, I uh, right before dinner, I come into the living room and turned on the television to see uh, what might be on. And uh, actually, I was going to watch a movie, and I was just doing some quick channel surfing. I surfed through the Fox network. The Tucker Carlson program was on, and I was getting ready to uh, surf on through. And suddenly, he says, and UFO, we're going to have a UFO reporter on here. And I stopped, and I yelled at my wife. I said, Vicki, come out here. Yes, we did and, talk about that a couple of times already, about the appearance of Leslie Kane. Oh, that's nice. I didn't, though. And Leslie Kane came on, and what really shocked me, nothing she said shocked me, but Carlson shocked me by how seriously, especially talking about the O'Hare Airport incident where a UFO was hovering above one of the most busy airports in the world, then it blows up through the clouds, leaves a donut there, and the FAA showed no interest in this. Not the fact that the incident happened and how the federal uh, people reacted to it, but the fact that somebody like Carlson really started to take the FAA to task. That I found interesting. Well, especially when... You hear some of the very, very inflammatory conversation in which she's engaged. And I don't want to mention some of the language, but we'll go into that here, straight down the middle. But that was true even when Leslie Kane's book came out several years ago. And a morning Fox News talking head, and I don't know the name of the particular anchor right now, but... The only thing I noticed that was a little bit weird is that he was up on a platform and Leslie Kane, who's kind of a petite woman, was on the surface. And so he looked like he was towering over her. But the questions are very serious and she was treated seriously. In fact, the only observance of the old fashioned way of treating UFOs goes back to a Washington Post review of Mark O'Connell's biography, The Close Encounter Man of J. Allen Hynek. And everything was pretty straightforward until the final paragraph where she starts talking about Little Green Men, the author of the piece. But that was the exception. That was in the Washington Post. Well, here is something that is a, a dirty, big secret. Not a dirty, little secret. It's a big secret, but it's dirty. And just about everybody 
that matters knows it. And that is that the government of the United States has been taking this subject incredibly seriously for 70 years. I mean, at one point, you had a president of the United States, Harry S. Truman, ordering his Air Force to shoot these things down. You had these objects, whatever they are, crowding the skies of Washington, D.C. for multiple weekends in a row, starting in July of 1952. All the things that happened since, like uh, Air Force General Bolander, whose famous memo saw the, the light of day, where he talked about all the cases with national security considerations were sent somewhere else, not Project Blue Book. With Gene, Don, and Greg, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best, complete, nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. Hi folks, Ronnie here from Life Change Tea. There's a lot of hubbub about the ramifications of GMOs. First of all, what are GMOs? Genetically modified organisms. Yee! Man-made organisms entering our body, changing and damaging us from the inside out. What's our defense? First of all, not eating them. Second, cleansing from them when we do eat them. Thank God for Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. Life Change Tea cleanses from toxins, heavy metals, and helps flush GMOs out of your body. Our unique blend of herbs help cleanse you from the inside out, helping you feel refreshed and clean of yee. We also carry unique one-of-a-kind supplements. 
So order online at getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Rid yourself of the yee that contaminates your food and water. Go to getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Get the tea, your best defense. People search the internet for everything, including you. With a few clicks, information from your past can be quickly discovered. From business deals gone wrong to misleading reviews, negative articles, and unflattering images. Studies show 78% of people search for someone online before doing business with them. Will they find the real you? With ReputationDefender.com, you can establish a positive internet presence. ReputationDefender.com pioneered the field with over a decade of experience, serving thousands of successful individuals and businesses. We use patented, award-winning systems to boost positive content and suppress negative material. Don't let the internet define you. Take control of your reputation today with ReputationDefender.com. For your quick, free reputation analysis, call 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771, 800-831-0771, or visit reputationdefender.com. Hello, this is Rosemary Ellen Guiley, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So we have Don Ecker now with Gene Steinberg and Greg Bishop. And as he says, they've been investigating UFOs for years, but I wanted to just throw this out at you then. What was the purpose then of this new Pentagon UFO study? It seems like it exists in a vacuum. Was it just to be nice to Senator Reid and send some black money over to Robert Bigelow? Why do that if they've already been investigating for years? It doesn't seem to recognize there had been any previous UFO projects, which is strange. Well, the ticket in my book, in my opinion, is simply the secret is not with what we know. The secret, real secret, is with what we don't know. And that's my, my entire point about this case. We don't know what was behind this okay sure we we know that uh, there was an incident back in 2004 with several naval aviators we know they encountered something inexplicable we know that they attempted to chase it we know that this thing just seemingly left those navy jets in the dust we know according to Uh, The audio from that incident that uh, this object is reported to have carried out impossible for our technology maneuvers, but we don't know what else was behind this. We don't know what it was that caused Harry Reid to uh, seek out a couple of uh, other senators to work on getting this $22 million deal. Was it because, for example, uh, and this is speculation, did Robert Bigelow have a bee in his bonnet about something and he didn't want to spend $22 million of his to uh, chase this bee in his bonnet? 
And he thought, well, I'll go to my old buddy, Harry Reid, because Harry Reid is somebody that could get some federal money. And uh, maybe we can we can pursue it that way. We just don't know. And uh, it's going to be interesting down the road to see if this is like every other UFO uh, case that makes a short, big splash and it's going to disappear or whether uh, this is going to end up having some legs simply because people within the government acknowledge the existence of these unknown objects. It's going to be interesting. And and that's what I can tell you at this point. All right. Do you think, therefore, we'll ever learn the answer to the UFO mystery? You're asking me? Yeah. No. Why not? Well, it's real simple. For me, anyway, in my opinion, my humble opinion, it's very simple. It's simply the fact that whatever they've been concealing for 70 years, and they trust me on this, they've been hiding something. Uh, In my opinion, that's simply why they've never been willing to acknowledge the reality of this or uh, acknowledge that these cases have actually been happening. Uh, whatever that secret is, there's no indication that they're going to be forthcoming with that. It could be, God, I could sit here and speculate the rest of the show on what it could be. It could be the fact that uh, maybe some of these unknown objects are occasionally abducting human beings. Maybe it could be because they know, they being uh, the government authorities, that it's much more lethal than what we thought. Perhaps they're aware, and this is going to sound really out there, but I have my reasons for saying it. Maybe there's some kind of a skirmish or shooting war going on out in space. For 30 years, I've been hearing rumors from various parts within the UFO research field that there's at least one group of visitors, okay, that are inimical to the human race. God only knows. It could be any number of things. Perhaps they're afraid that if they acknowledge the reality that uh, our economic and social structure could disintegrate. What if they came here and presented us with some type of energy boon that could turn the one thing that makes this planet revolve around the sun on its ear? And that would be doing away with the oil cartels, the fossil fuels, because they have something much more efficient, much more uh, affordable, much more. You see what I'm saying? It could be any number of things. So, no, they're not going to talk about it. Okay. Well, then uh, that doesn't uh, keep us from going out and trying to figure it out on our own. We don't need Big Brother to come tell us about the reality of something that I think a lot of people, including most of the public, already accepts as uh, at least a, a valid idea, if not a reality. Well, so, we, even if we hit the nail on the head, Greg, how would we know? We wouldn't know. Even if we if we figured it out, if, if you and I sat here, and between the two of us or the three of us, we figured the whole thing out, at the end, it would be nothing more than three talking heads bloviating, and uh, it would go nowhere. 
Yeah, well, I talked about this um, earlier before you came on, which you were at a disadvantage because you didn't hear. But my point was the fact of studying it and being interested in it should be enough, even though you don't think there's ever going to be any kind of answer, because at some point your understanding maybe gets a little bit better. And even if it doesn't get a little bit better about the subject or where it comes from, or if there's aliens here or not, we can find out more about how we perceive things, interact with each other, um, remember things, tell stories, how far our science can go. All these things impinge upon the UFO subject without having to figure out where they come from or anything like that. What's more interesting, and I, I said this uh, on a couple other interviews, you know, what's the most important uh, question in ufology right now or about UFOs is what causes UFO reports? I think that's that's a real important question, not the not the where they come from, you know, not uh, what the government knows. What causes the reports? You know, what what is the source of the reports? And I don't think it, we've gotten a nail on that, have nailed that down yet. And it's interesting just to figure out what that might be. Well, I've had a couple of sightings in my life before I became, well, actually, no, one was, was after I became involved in researching. Uh, Rich Saraday and I had uh, driven over to Las Vegas and coming back, I think you know about this, Greg. Yeah, uh, We stopped for a comfort break on a place called Zizix Road, driving back to L.A., and we were out there. Just It was a beautiful evening. We were standing out in the desert. We were just kind of taking five, and that's a long drive, as you know. And we saw some really inexplicable things in the sky. After we got home, and we had a, we had a weird situation there. And when we got home, neither of us called anybody up to report it. Who in the heck would we call? You know, I guess we could have called the LAPD and they would have said, oh, okay. And that would have been it. We could have called the Air Force and they would have said, well, we don't take those reports anymore. You know, who do you call the newspaper? And they would just consign it probably also to the round file. The bottom line is if somebody does see something wild, crazy, inexplicable, what do they do with it? Most people would just shake their head and continue on with their life. They don't need the, uh, the hassle that making a report might bring them. No, of course they don't. But they, it'd be better if there was a place for them to report it to. I guess right now it's like MUFON and the National UFO Reporting Center. I went and saw Chris O'Brien speak at a couple different places here in the last uh, couple of days. And I noticed what was happening to him happens to me. And I'm sure this happens. This happened to you, Don, many times. Don, Gene, and Greg, you're in. Le podcast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. 
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. Faketv.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Message and data rates may apply. Oh my gosh, that's Frank Thomas. No. Yes, that's him. Go ahead. Excuse me, are you Frank Thomas? Yes, I am. I bet you get recognized a lot. I was a pretty good ball player. You were? Some people thought so. Sorry, we recognize you from those Nugenics commercials. Oh yeah? That's great. So does Nugenics really work? Oh yeah, I really can feel the difference. My workouts are better, and I feel a lot more energetic. I wish my husband would use Nugenics. It's so easy to get started. All you have to do is send one simple text. Text the word PRIME44 to 42. For a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And you're going to like the difference, too. Text PRIME44 to 42424 for a complimentary bottle of Nugenics. Samples are not available in stores. Text PRIME44 to 42424. If you're talking, they will hear you Why are we getting killed like this? Kyle's not here. Got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Harsh. Hey, he knew not to drink. We've made that clear to all of our kids, right? Uh, no, not really. Bill, if we don't tell them what we expect and why they shouldn't drink, how are they going to know? Talk. They hear you. You can do it if you try. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. So, Greg Bishop is describing recent 
lectures he's seen from Chris O'Brien. Let's go on. What I noticed here, and if you've done any speaking at any of these things, um, which I know Don has, you sit at your table later and people come over and they start talking to you. And many of them, all they want to do is tell you the weird thing that happened to them because they can't tell anybody else without having somebody laugh at them or question their sanity or whatever. Maybe that's changing a little bit. But over the years, I've noticed this. People will come up and say, well, I had this thing. They start describing a sighting to me, close, far, whatever. When they're done, they don't ask me, what do you think it was? Who can I talk to? They just say thank you and they walk away. They just wanted somebody to tell it to. So I think that's a big part of, of UFO research is let the witness say whatever the hell they want to say. Don't assume for them. And listen to them. Listen to them for things that you you know that you're not there to ask them questions about, like how it made them feel or what happened later, or whatever. And I think this is actually changing. But I think it, it could develop more, so people could have some place, a central place they could report this to, where they could just say what they wanted to say and not be turned into a statistic, maybe. Well, I kind of think that with MUFON, you're a statistic because what are they doing with these reports? At best, they may report it in their newsletter, and you'll read that. And that's it. Where does it oh, go? They're just, yeah, they're just there for UFO porno and then um, maybe collecting some data. And if you really want to get conspiratorial about it, especially with, and I'm sure Don can speak to this, about Bigelow's agreement with them, um, where that information might be going at certain times and who's paying for it and who's, you know, who's, who's vacuuming it up. Now, the theory I made, by the way, which I think John Alexander was disputing, but that is that the money that Bigelow used and offered to MUFON was that government money. Well, John Alexander, if John Alexander today came to me and said, hey, Ecker, the sun comes out in the morning, okay? The moon comes out at night, okay? Guess what? I'm going to go outside and look. I don't believe anything he says today about his research into the phenomenon and the fact that he found nothing. Crap pola, okay? It's there in a nutshell. I don't believe it. You know, why don't you be more explicit about that? Why? I always try to be as explicit as that, and I always fall short, okay? All right, you don't believe him. Do you believe Walter Bosley, who has an intelligence background? Is he providing disinformation? No, I don't think he is. No. But because Alexander didn't discover what you hope was there or expected no, to be there? my hope has nothing to do with it. I, too, was in military intelligence during the Vietnam War. Right. I served in special operations with intelligence matters. And I'm telling you, if he comes out and he says, I went to all my high-ranking buddies, okay? I had a top security clearance, and I went to them, and they had a top security clearance. And I asked them, do you know anything about this UFO stuff? And every one of them told me no. Well, you know why they told them no? If that's what happened? They told them no if they knew. They told them no because he didn't have a need to know. That's what these guys will always try to pull on the unsuspecting public, okay? Just because you have a top security clearance. I had a top security clearance with a crypto access 
in the armed forces, you didn't get one higher than that. Everything else was on a special need to know. Special Access Programs, SAP. And just because you had a top security clearance, if you didn't have a need to know for your duties, guess what? You don't know squat. And they won't tell you squat. So, for him to walk around and tell everybody, well, I, 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 you know, I did a lot of research into this. I did a lot of investigation and nobody that I talked to told me they knew anything. I'm, <laughs> I'm not surprised. So he knows that the guy's not dumb. He knows that, but for him to spew that blather, okay, spew it to somebody else. I know better. Well, sorry you're holding back there and not expressing your true point of view. I'm kidding. All right. Well, then again, that may have been his situation that he who he asked whoever he asked within his circle of friends. And that's what he got. But I would think that's a bit incurious, if nothing else. Look, you and I and Greg know that there's something going on there. We also know that over the last seven decades, give or take, a lot of things have happened with military personnel, governmental personnel. I mean, my God, who always gets the blame for hiding their UFO information, especially in the earlier days, Gene? The U.S. Air Force. Now, when Harry Truman was still in the White House, okay, this is a little known fact. I know that I've mentioned this in past episodes of the Paracast, the Navy secretary had been on a uh, fact-finding tour out in Hawaii. This is after, uh, after, way after Pearl Harbor. Okay, this is years after Pearl Harbor. But the biggest fear that the military and the government had, especially in light of the then-Soviet Union's hostility directed to the West, was another Pearl Harbor-type situation happening. Only this time, it could have involved nuclear weapons. And flying back to the continental United States from Hawaii, his aircraft was buzzed by a flying saucer, a UFO. This is a well-known, well-known case, a well-known incident. And this shocked that naval secretary to his core. He gets back to the States. He goes back to D.C. He calls up the uh, secretary of the Air Force. And he says, hey, this is what happened. He said, uh, how about filling me in on, on what you guys know about this stuff? And basically, the Air Force secretary told him, to go pound sand. He didn't have a need to know. Well, guess what? That irked the Navy secretary to his core once again. So they began their own investigation. And we all know today that the Naval Intelligence Service, there's none better than those guys. We know that they've been involved in researching this every time something happens with uh, the Navy, naval vessels, naval aircraft, naval ships, whatever the case is, naval intelligence gets involved. 
And in recent years, tremendous numbers of, of uh, USOs, unidentified submersible objects, have been reported all around the world. And Greg will tell you that down at Santa Monica, there have been tremendous sightings of USOs down there, haven't there, Greg? Yeah, over the years, yeah, Santa Monica and up north towards uh, significantly enough Point Magoo Naval's Air Station. Exactly. So, these guys know a heck of a lot, a heck of a lot, but they're not talking either. So, you know, whatever it is they know, uh, if you're waiting for them to open the floodgates and, and let all us schmucks out here in uh, civilian land know, well, huh, don't hold your breath because you're going to be turning blue pretty quick. <gasps> Excuse me. I'm holding my breath. That's how it goes. Don, we're going to have to end this segment in about a minute and get on to the next one. So let's move to this part of the discussion. I'm going to ask you, and then you can answer in the next segment. What is it that you think the government knows about UFOs? Do they have any final answers? Or is it the fact that they're as mystified as the rest of us, and therefore they don't want to make us fearful because... They're left in the dark. They have no idea what's going on. We have a second radio show called After the Paracast, and it can be a wrap-up show. It can be anything at all. We never know what to expect, and therefore you won't either. And you'll want to listen to it as part of the Paracast Plus. We also give you a version of this show free of the network ads, especially you people on YouTube who sometimes say, too many commercials. We tell you why and how to avoid them if that's what you want. Other than fast-forwarding, of course, go to plus.theparacast.com for more information, plus.theparacast.com. With Gene, Don, and Greg, you're in The Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com. 
a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Don Ecker, what do you think the government knows? What are they hiding from us? What is the truth? Well, Gene, if I knew, you know what? I wouldn't be here. I'd be out on the lecture tour getting rich, okay? Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, there are already people getting rich, and guess what? I don't think they know anything. Yeah, well, I, I couldn't begin to tell you. As I said in an earlier segment, it could be, and, and once again, I have to fall back on my personal speculation. It could be any number of things. However, do I think that the government knows the full entire secret? No, I don't. I think in many regards, they are mystified as you and I are, as Greg is, as everybody is. But I do believe they know a heck of a lot more than we do. Let's face it. One of the things that came out in this recent UFO incident and the disclosure of Harry Reid and Bob Bigelow and all that, all that stuff, Allegedly, there are materials through some means or process have been collected from these objects. Now, how how would they get their hands on material? Well, God only knows. Did uh, some jet jockey fire a missile at them? Did he open up with his guns? Uh, Did they shoot some pieces and parts off? Did one come down and crash? It could be anything, but it was disclosed that allegedly there is a laboratory with some of this exotic material. Now, that claim was made and not a heck of a lot else to back it up. So is there a place where they have material? Well, probably. Now, here's something else, and you've got to be somewhat of a historian to know this. Back at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, that was the Area 51 of its day. As a matter of fact, that place was where allegedly, and there was a lot of scuttlebutt about it at the time, and we're talking practically 70 years ago, where the remains of whatever it was that came down at Roswell was stored. Now, For all you newer Paracast listeners, get on your laptop computer, pull up your search engine, and put in there Senator Barry Goldwater. Now, Goldwater was an extraordinarily prominent senator from the state of uh, Arizona. As a matter of fact, in 1964, he was the Republican choice to run against then 
President Lyndon Baines Johnson. Goldwater, of course, lost that election. But along with that accomplishment and the fact that he was also a United States senator, he was also a lieutenant general in the United States Air Force Reserve. The general that was in charge of the whole Air Force then was uh, bomb him to the Stone Age, Curtis LeMay. Here was the guy that ran the United States Air Force. Here was the guy that was on the Joint Chiefs of Staff, one of the most powerful military men in the military hierarchy back in those days, and he was a personal friend of Barry Goldwater. Goldwater had a deep fascination with UFOs. Now, according to what Goldwater said in a number of public appearances, he himself never saw a UFO. However, he had many friends, including pilots, that did. He wanted to know what they were. He knew about the so-called Blue Room at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. He went to Curtis LeMay, and he asked him on the sly, hey, Kurt, he said, I've heard all these rumors about the Blue Room at Wright-Pat. What's the chance of you getting me in there so I can take a look? And Goldwater said he never had been cursed out like LeMay cursed him out in his life when he asked that question. And LeMay said, I can't even go in there. And by God, don't you ever ask me about that again. Well, he never did, but he wasn't shy about telling the story. So apparently, at least at one point, the Air Force had their hands on a lot of material. But most people are not aware of that today. Is there a smoking gun there, though? Well, the only smoking gun that I would see would be the uh, reaction that LeMay gave Goldwater. Of course, they're both deceased, so there's no way that either of them can be questioned about it. I don't know. But other than that, the fact that it's a public knowledge that LeMay came uncorked on Senator Barry Goldwater, uh, I don't know where else to take that. Or it was an act and he wanted him to think that. I, I do not know. I, don't, I wasn't there. I don't know what was happening. And yes, I do know that story. And uh you know, it's ind indicative that there was something important there. What, we do not know. Yeah, it's kind of like when uh, another guy uh, in the UFO field years ago, before he went off the rails, was uh, Clifford Stone. Now, Stone is a retired Sergeant First Class, SFC, E-7, from the United States Army. And back in the 80s and the very early 90s, before he caught the UFO bug or virus and was uh, looking for UFO stardom, had been a, a stellar document finder. And one of the documents that uh, Stone discovered, if I remember correctly, was called uh, Moon Dust. I think that was it. And what this document dealt with was uh, what to do with foreign exotic technology that could, could be gleaned from battlefields around the world and, and what have you, which mostly dealt with enemy aircraft. I mean, it could have been Soviet aircraft, Russian aircraft, Chinese, whatever the case was. 
But there was also an indication that some of it might have been geared toward unknown or unidentified aircraft that came down. So it's pretty apparent to me that uh, our military, the American military, has been looking uh, for this stuff and picking it up wherever they could find it for a very long time. Yeah, and they uh, who knows what they're doing with it. And I think what they're gleaning from it is uh, something about materials science, not specifically about what uh, the propulsion system is or whatever. That 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 came home to roost when they, as you mentioned, they had that uh, blurb in the article about having uh, material uh, stored in a uh, facility in Las Vegas uh, in, in Bigelow's building. So I think that either they found stuff, and there's definitely artifacts from ufo sightings it's uh what uh, moray island the ubatuba stuff i think there's a few others um and there's probably many that more we, that we, that don't we know, know about. about we don't yeah, know, we know what about. we don't know yeah exactly so i what they could get out of this was either you know some indication of uh how to build better materials or maybe how the things flew without you know going through the sound barrier and seemingly not having any aerodynamic uh uh, effects on the on the on the whatever shape it is it's flying through the air anyway yeah i think that so back to the main question uh what does the government know i i basically agree with don i think they know more than we know but i do get the distinct feeling that having more data doesn't mean it gives them more answers well as i said before there certainly have sightings that are no doubt classified because there are national security concerns involving test aircraft, all sorts of things. But whether or not they have specific knowledge that will advance UFO research may be the question mark. I suppose we'll have to see. We have Don Ecker, Greg Bishop, Gene Steinberg, Chris O'Brien's on a lecture tour in California now, and we wish him the very best. With Gene, Greg, and Don, you're in. El Paracosto. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. 
What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. Hi, I'm Rick Osick, president of Famous Footwear. Every new parent dreams of bringing their baby home for the first time. But some babies are born too sick or too soon to come home right away. That's why Famous Footwear supports the life-saving research and programs of the March of Dimes, the leading nonprofit organization for pregnancy and baby health. Help us give every baby a fighting chance so that more babies can come home healthy. Learn how at marchofdimes.org. People search the Internet for everything, including you. With a few clicks, information from your past can be quickly discovered. From business deals gone wrong, to misleading reviews, negative articles, and unflattering images. Studies show 78% of people search for someone online before doing business with them. Will they find the real you? With ReputationDefender.com, you can establish a positive internet presence. ReputationDefender.com pioneered the field with over a decade of experience, serving thousands of successful individuals and businesses. We use patented, award-winning systems to boost positive content and suppress negative material. Don't let the internet define you. Take control of your reputation today with ReputationDefender.com. For your quick, free reputation analysis, call 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771, 800-831-0771, or visit reputationdefender.com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Well, I mentioned briefly, we're not going to go into great detail here. We mentioned it a couple of times in after the Paracast. The Greg is working on a new book about the contactee movement. And once the book is out, we'll have him and his co-author back on to talk about this in more detail. But Greg, what attracts you to the contactee movement? I think a lot of people just think they're a bunch of wacky people that hung out 50, 60 years ago. Uh, I think there's a lot of things you can look at as in terms of uh, social movements and why people join these social movements and why people have strange ideas about things and how that was uh, 
came out in society, which was a very different society than uh, in the 1950s, 60s, a little bit after that, than we have now. And uh, I'm just fascinated when anybody has a different and strange and completely off the charts belief system than I do or people I know. It's just, uh, it's like going, it's like being a tourist in a strange land, except all you have to do is start reading their stuff and watching old videos and listening to their recordings. We gathered information from, we expanded the idea of contactee. So we've got people in there that, one, you've never heard of. Um, Molly Thompson, you might have heard of. Certainly, nobody's really heard of Paulina Peavy, who was uh, active from the 1930s to the 90s. She was she was uh, active almost all of her life and said she channeled aliens and made uh, paintings and things. And it's fascinating. I love it when people produce something besides just like a book. And she did artwork. But we expanded the uh, idea. So we went back to Madame Blavatsky, who said some of her extended masters were from Mars and Venus, and took it all the way up to the present day. I, we've included um, uh, Charles Hickson, the Pascagoula uh, abduction guy, because he said that he got messages that uh, during his abduction and later, people don't realize he had, uh, I think, three more experiences where he said they, whatever it was, his aliens or whatever he had uh, seen, told him they were going to return, that he'd been chosen to give a message to the world about world peace, classic contactee stuff. But nobody thinks about him in that way. They just think of him as that guy who was abducted in, in Pascagoula, Mississippi, by things that look like robots with elephant skin or whatever. But he uh, not only did he have three more uh, contacts, one of them was with most of his family, most of his uh, relatives. Uh, there were, I think, six or eight people in the car, and they were driving through the woods here in, uh, I think, southern Louisiana or Mississippi, and they had a giant craft follow them and then hover over the road and scare the crap out of everybody and his wife wouldn't talk about it really she didn't want to and it freaked her out so much and people don't realize this and and he's uh one of those people that are repeaters that j allen heineck used to be very scared of because it made him made people think that people were just telling stories but um i think that's a part of the way that uh, ufology is changing now we're, we're looking more at what the witness says what they felt what they, you know, what uh, and and their feelings about it, because that's not something you put in a database. Can I can I pop in here for just a second and please and do? I want I, wa- I want to get your response to this. The one thing about the contactee movement, going back to the early fifties up through the early to mid nineteen sixties, that fascinated me to no end. And this is something that many people may not be aware of, but. The contactee movement gave fits, fits to the power structure, to uh, people like the FBI, the CIA, the military. They didn't talk about it publicly, but they gave fits because all of those contactees had one underlying theme that the purportedly the aliens passed on during their contact sessions And that was an anti-nuclear power thing. Get rid of your weapons. Get rid of your atomic bombs, your H-bombs, and all that kind of stuff. Now, most people would, you know, would, would look at that, and they would smile, they would laugh, you know, at these people. The feds, however, weren't laughing. And there were many people within the federal bureaucracy, within the CIA, the the FBI, what have you. And remember, 
This was the time of the great Red Scare that saw these as commies or commie sympathizers, maybe even knowingly or unknowingly agents of the KGB. And this was something that I found fascinating to uh, to read some of the behind-the-scenes stuff about that. And, Greg, what do you think about that? You bring up a good point. Um, I think that comes up a few places in the book. Uh, there are FBI files on a lot of these people, not even minor contactees, because they thought they had a legitimate concern because of the, 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 uh, of the Cold War. Everything was heightened. All senses, all, all uh, paranoia, everything was heightened. Um, whether it was justified or not. I think in the case of the contactees, they never it never really gelled into a movement that was going to affect very many people, but they wanted to stomp out any little bit of communism or communist appearing things. They, you know, the, the, as I think you mentioned, they, they said they, the aliens came from planets that, where there was no private property, everything was owned, this collectivist thing, which, which really scared them as well. So I think they were, you know, one, trying to monitor it to see who was, you know, who was interested. And two, if something did start to happen, they would nip it in the bud. But I don't think they ever really needed to do that because the the contactees were so uh, out of left field that most people didn't listen to them. Right. Even though one of them did run for public office, he just didn't get Gabe Green in 1960. Gabe, Gabe Green, right? <laughs> yeah, he ran against Kennedy. He got, I think, he got seventy, eighty thousand votes in California, which wasn't insignificant. But you know, they're all flying saucer wackos that voted for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but that that has always fascinated me. You know, it it made me wonder, and I did wonder. How many of those contacts may have been perceived by the contactees as a real event? And then how many just might have been jumping on a bandwagon to see if they could get up there with a damp ski or, you know, some of some of the other contactees uh, in, in the public eye? It, it's hard to say. Yeah, it is hard to say. But then you, there was this weird argument that uh, George Hunt Williamson and George Adamski got into after they went out to the desert and supposedly, you know, Orthon came down and they took cast plaster casts of his footprints, etc. They got in a big argument. Adamski argued that channeled material should not be entered into the contact lore because it wasn't reliable. Uh, only face-to-face contact as Adamski had had. Uh, Williamson never had such a thing, but he channeled his butt off. Every chance he got. So there are these, you know, two schools of thought about uh, how you should how you should conduct yourself as a contactee. So you could you could um, make up a story about anything. I have a feeling that probably a majority of them really sincerely thought they had met people from other planets, or they had initially had some weird sighting or something that happened to them, or a hypnagogic dream or something like that. And that made it okay for them to start making stuff up later or, you know, to interpret everything that they thought as some real uh, experience. We'll have more possibilities about the contactee movement. And of course, we're not going to give you much of a preview of the book because we'll get to that in a future discussion. But in general, I think there's some interesting possibilities here. We've got Don Ecker, Gene Steinberg, Greg Bishop, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. 
anytime, any place, anywhere. Radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine tablets, 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203. Does the current world crisis in North Korea or our domestic crisis right here in America concern you? Well, I know it concerns me. My friends over at Legacy Food Storage have solutions in the event there's the inevitable. What's the inevitable? Civil unrest, a run on your local grocery store. And here's my question to you. If this happens, how do you feed your children? How do you feed your grandchildren? Legacy Food Storage has the solutions. In fact, they can help you implement a simple plan to take care of your needs in the event of the inevitable. By calling them right now, I have authorized them to give you a special 20% discount at checkout by simply using GCN. Call 888-543-7345 or visit them at LegacyFoodStorage.com. That's 888-543-7345 or visiting them at LegacyFoodStorage.com. Make sure you use GCN at checkout for an incredible 20% discount. Don't be a victim. Take control of your life now. Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. Call the Federal Tax Management Helpline that has been set up for you, 800-503-8625. Stop the wage garnishments, levies, and tax liens now. Once you've qualified and enrolled, the IRS will stop all the collection activities against you. These unique programs have been allocated to help the economy and significantly reduce reduce or eliminate your tax burden. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. If you owe more than 10000 in taxes, call for free information and to see if you qualify. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-503-8625. That's 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. Attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035.
Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Now, just a couple of other things that I would want to mention, or maybe one. When we had Nick Redfern on a few times, he's mentioned the case of Orfeo Angelucci, where this time he meets somebody over at a diner somewhere. I'm not sure if he was a military type. Maybe you remember, Greg. No, no, it wasn't in the military. It wasn't, but he takes this tab or something. And then to quote the certain lyric from a certain song, he went into a dream. Yeah. Uh, so either that would indicate some kind of, it, it's funny, Don was kind of hinting at this a little bit, I think, that the, the interest may have gone beyond just being interested in actually messing with people in a MK Ultra type way. I don't think that happened with uh, Angelucci, but I suppose it's a possibility. Well, let's not forget, that's when uh, there were a lot of people slipping things like LSD into unsuspecting victims during the MK Ultra stuff. And hey, to me, let's face it, those contactees, it would seem to me, would have been prime candidates to fiddle around with. It's a uh, a very good candidate for some further research. Grounds for further research, as Dave Emery used to say. Yeah, I mean, those people were, they were out there in the middle of, you know, metaphorically speaking, in the middle of the boulevard with a huge target on them. <laughs> yeah, it could have been. I mean, I've never really thought about it in those terms past, you know, just speculating, but it would be interesting to find if there anybody could FOIA anything to do with people from non-scheduled religious and uh, political movements being used in some of these MK Ultra unwitting experiments, as uh, Frank Olson was, but he wasn't one of those. He was just a government scientist. There's a good series right now on, um, where is it, Netflix or something called Wormwood about the Frank Olson case. I've just started watching it. That's true. And let us not forget that uh, during that period of time, the FBI, the Central Intelligence Agency, were keeping an eye on these people. Just about then, the anti-war movement was gearing up because of, of Johnson's increased sending of troops, supplies, what have you, into Vietnam. The whole structure was was beginning to reverberate. And then, along about 1965, 66, the Hillsdale case happened, which created a huge, absolutely huge news splurge on uh, UFOs once again. NICAP was still in the ball game then with uh, Major Kehoe. People like Gerald Ford, future president of the United States, when Nixon resigned from office, uh, was interested in what was going on. They all pushed for Project Blue Book and what became the Condon Committee research effort at Colorado University. I mean, there were tremendous things happening both on the social front as well as on the UFO front. I mean, those were some uh, incredibly frantic and, well, frantic anyway, frantic times. 
Yeah, everybody's uh, like I, I think I sort of uh, said before, everybody's uh, senses and paranoia and everything was heightened at the time. Uh, and I think it, it, you know, it ended up in the, the way the decade ended with it, you know, JFK, MLK, and uh, Martin Luther King and, and the Manson family and all that, it kind of all fell apart at the end. I think just because of the interaction between two warring factions that were completely at odds with each other and completely scared of each other. Uh, and that's what happens. <laughs> that, I see that sort of happening now, and it, it's, it's worrisome. Yeah, it's a mess. It's an absolute, tremendously messy mess. You bet. Yeah. We got 10 minutes, Gene. Yes, we do. And we have to look here at what's happening in terms of the contactee movement. It's mostly gone, except for people like Billy Meyer, though. Well, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to ask Greg about uh, about that. Speaking of contactees, one of the only ones that I'm aware of left anymore is the Meyer organization, or as some people call it, the Meyer cult. What What's your bottom line on that, uh, Greg? Do you think he actually had some type of legitimate incident, maybe even got a real photograph or two? Uh, it didn't take any expertise to make a determination that a lot of that material that flowed from the Meyer cult was uh, fabricated. Uh, at best and, uh, you know, misinterpreted at worst. But what, what do you think about that, that situation? Well, knowing uh, I sort of went into his history and where he was born and he had an accident. He was in a bus accident uh, when he was in his 20s. I think that's how he lost his arm. He was basically a spiritual seeker. I think he went to India for a while. Um, and I think he, like a lot of these contactees, he primed his own pump, so to speak, to have some kind of uh, strange experience. Whether, did you know? Did you know he deserted from the French Foreign Legion? I, I didn't know he deserted. Oh, that's right. Yes, I did. Yes, I, I actually wrote my uh, uh, intro, my um, entry on the entry on Billy Meyer. And yeah, yeah, I did. I do recall that he did that. He ran away to join, but then he deserted, and I think ran off to India or somewhere in the Middle East. And uh, eventually made his way back to uh, Switzerland, his, the land of his birth. Um, but uh, as to your first question, uh, I don't. I'm not sure if he ever got a real picture of anything. I'm inclined to think because he's, like I said, uh, was uh, self-selected to be sort of a seeker and a, a spiritual person that uh, whatever experiences he had made it okay for him to. Uh, Make up these pictures, and in fact, I you know the, uh, I, I'm not I'm not, I don't have any disagreement for most people that I think the vast majority, or if not all of them, are faked. Um, I don't know if that you know it doesn't it doesn't diminish some of the uh, spiritual what messages that come through contactees. They're great ones. It's just that you know sometimes I think people take it a little too seriously. There are two or three other groups still around from the. From the old uh, contactee movement, I know of at least two: the Ethere Society, who I visit every few months here in Los Angeles. They're still here, even though George King, the founder, died about ten years ago. And uh, the Unary Society in San Diego is still going, even though their founder, their last founder, uh, Ruth Norman, died. I don't know. I think around the same time. They've both been gone for years, and the the, the groups are still going strong. Um, and the Ethere Society. Uh, 
I, I, I actually like them. They have a very, they have a very, you know, peaceful, um, non, uh, non-denominational, non-confrontational message of uh, brotherly love and all that. They just couch it in very strange terms. The best thing I like about them is they, the, all the years I've known them, they've never tried to recruit me or, you know, make me see the things their way or really care if I believed in what they were saying or not. They really don't care. And I, uh, they've got a special place in my heart because of that. Well, maybe they figure if you come there long enough, you'll adapt. There is an organization out there. I do not recall the name. But we were offered the opportunity to interview someone who still believes and advances the cause of George Adamski. Oh, and, yeah. I've gotten a message from him, too. Right. And when I communicated with the assistant and I said, are you aware of all these efforts in which... Adamski was exposed, and I sent a link because we have it at the jimmosley.com website that Kurt Collins is running for us. I sent him the link to the George Adamski expose issue from Saucer News back in like 1957, which is yeah. probably one of the best things they ever did. And I never heard back from them. So I don't know if I destroyed somebody's belief system or not. But I was really surprised after all these years that anyone cares about George Adamski anymore, except as a curiosity or in terms of exploring the movement and what it might have meant. We've got more to come. Don Ecker, Gene Steinberg, Greg Bishop, you're in. Hey, kids, it's the Paracast! For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, 
danpilla.com. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. Hi, this is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Hey, gents, it's The Paracast. No, someone said that already. Greg Bishop, Don Ecker, Gene Steinberg. Now, one thing I want to bring up, because maybe you mentioned it earlier, Greg and Don, is it possible some of these contactees had some kind of real experience, as is implied here, and it's not just deciding to invent stuff, it's doing it because they're getting attention. These are people who are basically unknown, under the radar, no great achievements in their life, and suddenly something really weird happens to them, and they get all this attention. They become a celebrity, and then you've got the kind of audience that is expecting more What's your encore? What's your sequel? But it never happens again. So they make it up. I would say yes, and it's still going on, and it's going on in the UFO community right now. Don, what were you trying to say before we went to the break? Oh, I was just saying to Gene, he he was afraid that he may have destroyed somebody's belief in Adamski. And I was simply going to say, Gene, don't lose any sleep over it because a true believer will believe i was only half serious <laughs> yeah you see it everywhere now a true be- there's true believers of every stripes and everything no matter what you tell them what you show them and what it, their opinion is not going to change in fact it's a horrible thing to change your opinion which in i think in any kind of civilized society 
it'd be a great thing to change your opinion when you find out information that contradicts what you previously believed. But the way the human mind works, and this has been explained by psychologists and everything, is that if you've got a belief, you're going to reinforce that belief with everything you can. And if somebody somebody attacks it, instead of reexamining your belief system, you become even more invested in the belief system. The perfect case in point in this toxic, toxic society we live in today is the political spectrum. There's nothing any more poignant to prove that point than politics today. And you're absolutely correct. It doesn't matter which side of the spectrum you fall down on because they're both, in my opinion, equally guilty. Yes, fanaticism reigns supreme. That's another problem with any political, any human endeavor, at least in the West here, in the, in the media uh, that we're soaked in, is that the loudest person is generally the least subtle and the least uh, able to hold up their point of view so they just yell the loudest and like any kind of conversation whoever yells the loudest has the floor and that's unfortunate because the more more thoughtful people wait for them to finish but they just keep yelling and unfortunately it oftentimes will devolve into violent acts and we've seen that too and you're right greg it is terrifying yeah and i i see it constantly it's why i uh uh made up those t-shirts that say, do not engage on them. It's like, if you're not learning anything from somebody, if there's not an exchange of ideas going on, disengage from that conversation. It's not a conversation. It's just a yelling match. Well, it again, goes back to the bubble in which so many people live in. They reinforce their belief systems, but nobody learns anything. And if someone comes over and presents something new, oh, no, that's bad news, that's conservative, or that's liberal, or that's whatever it is. Yeah, I get excited if somebody has a different point of view. I'm going to take a real hard look at it very, very quickly uh, to see if I think there's anything there. But I try not, I'm, I'm, I'm human too, but I try not to be automatically against something just because it doesn't agree with my preconceptions. And I've had my mind change more than once. And I think that's a great thing. It's one of the most exciting things, I think, to, to change my mind, even if, there's, even if there's some crow eating to go along with it. Well, eating crow is not bad. I think my opinions on UFOs have certainly changed. I started out reading Donald Kehoe. So I hung on his every word, but I was just a kid. And I started talking to people and started reading around. I said, this is not quite where we're supposed to be. Yeah, challenge yourself all the time. I think it's a, it's a brave thing to do. And uh, if more people did it, I think people would be less divided. I've never seen people more divided. It really, really bothers me. And I don't know what that's due to, you know, probably something to do with the Internet, something to do with the schooling system, something generational. But it, it's very obvious to me that people are extremely divided. Ever since I got my first computer back in the, the very end of 1987, I've noticed a phenomenon with the computer technology. And that is real simple. You meet somebody on the street. You smile, you shake hands, you have a polite conversation. Everything's well and good. You go home, you get on your computer, and now you're anonymous. And the internet and your keyboard shield you. And you no longer have to uh, focus your self-constraint. You can just let fly. Flaming. That's what they used to call it back in the day, flame wars. 
that was the the precursor to this uh, no longer civil society that we live in. And it's personified geometrically on places like Facebook. And as a result, I have been limiting my exposure to it as much as possible. What I do on Facebook, and our listeners know we have a Paracast fan club, a couple of them there. I post announcements about the show. I answer questions. And I contact some people off and on in Facebook Messenger, especially since AIM, the original AOL Instant Messenger, went down the dumps some weeks back. So right now, the instant messaging app I use is mostly Facebook. Occasionally, my son uses WhatsApp because it has very good audio quality for making free phone calls. We're just about out of time. Greg Bishop, tell us a little bit more about when this book's going to be out. Do you have a title yet, a working title? The book's going to be called A is for Adamski. It has a beautiful cover. Uh, It is uh, probably in the next two to three months. I'm not exactly sure yet. Uh, Adam Go Rightly is publishing it. It's basically a coffee table book with a lot of good text in it. And uh, it will include many, many, many photographs, images, and all that, which have not been seen before or not in a long time. Uh, if you want to find out what I'm doing, probably the best thing to do is either go to the Facebook group for Radio Mysterioso or go to the page, uh, the Radio Mysterioso.com um, page to see what the latest uh, shows are. Don Ecker, you're back on the air as of some months back. Tell us more. Yeah, since... Uh July, my show, Dark Matters Radio, airs on KGRARadio.com Friday and Saturday evenings. The show begins at 5 p.m. Pacific. It runs for two hours, although we had a special show last Saturday that was a three-hour special. Uh, We do that occasionally. You know, I I basically have been uh, keeping my toe in the UFO pond as much as is necessary, I still find this, well, golly, I I hesitate to say this, but it's true. I still find it exciting upon occasion. And I got to tell you, this most recent UFO uh, disclosures, if you will, no pun intended, with uh, Harry Reid and what have you, I still, and I feel guilty about it. But I still find it somewhat exciting knowing that there is still quite a mystery out there. I like to dabble with it. And I suppose for the, for the foreseeable future, I'm going to continue dabbling with it. We continue to dabble as well for, I don't know, coming up on 12 years next month for the Paracast. Never missed a beat or an episode. You can find us on Twitter if you look for the Paracast. You can find us on Facebook to official Paracast fan clubs. But remember, I don't engage on Facebook as much as some people think I should. We also have another radio show. It's called After the Paracast, and it's all about the unexpected. It could be special interviews, extensions of this show. You never know what to expect next. We give you that. We give you a version of this show free of the network ads. So those of you on YouTube who say ads, ads, that's the way not to have the ads. To learn more, go to plus.theparacast.com. Once again, that's plus.theparacast.com. Subscriptions start at just $1.49 a week. We also offer monthly, annually, five years, even lifetime. And the five-year and lifetime stuff, we give away free stuff too. 
Just check our offering, plus.theparacast.com. Greg Bishop, Don Ecker, thank you both for joining me this week on The Paracast. Thanks very much, Gene. Uh, nice talking to you again, Don. And we should have an appearance on, on one of each other's shows sometime soon. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that uh, sounds like a great idea, Greg. The Paracast. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>